Hello and welcome to another episode of Tales of the Uncharted Territories. Oh, and we're heading into some really interesting territory. I've discovered something. Oh? So do you know the, the website, the forum Terra Firma Scapers? No. Because I don't look at anything. No, okay, yeah, you're actually allowed to know that it exists. Right. And it has come up because oh, okay. we have read stories from there. Oh, before, okay, because it's like, a yeah. Sure. I just don't look at URLs. You know, you just send me a link to the story, and I click on it, and then like, I don't. You passed a test that I didn't even know I was setting for you. So well done, <laughs> Kay. Oh yes, that's us. I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. <laughs> and I found a section on Terra Firm Escapers. I don't know why we didn't start there. Okay. They actually have fanfics per episode. Oh. Yeah, that's good. To, uh, that's good to, uh, record keeping, I suppose. Uh, yeah, because organization—that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, these these forums; those were the primary ways that fans found each other back in the day. Now, mm. the Sci-Fi Channel had their own. I think it was called Dominion, and there was one called Kansas. In the past, you know, we're not in Kansas anymore. And this one's from Kansas because it says originally posted at Kansas. Exactly, that was the precursor right. to this board, which oh. inherited all of the posts, right? Uh, uh, which are now have now found a home on Terraform Escaper. So that's why, like, you can see the date here is like 2005. So presumably. Uh, it was around that time or before that time that uh, the transition was made from Kansas to Terra Firma. Oh, yes. And it was originally posted on October 5th, 2002. Yeah, yeah. This was written in the week between the episode we just watched, Lava's a Many Splendid Thing, yeah. and the episode that followed, Promises. Ooh. So it was written by someone who knows exactly as much as you do oh, right this second. That's really cool. Right? Yeah. So once again, I haven't like... Read it exactly, so I don't exactly know if it's going to be okay. And okay. like maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm going to have to pull the air horn, but the the, the chance is very slim, right? And I'm kind of excited. I mean, okay, it says here spoilers. Various episodes, season one to three. This will be a totally alternate universe after seven twelve. I think after seeing the promo rating, not more than PG, probably G. So you know, it's probably cool for uh, spoilers, right? If it was posted right then. So the story we're reading today is called Coming Home by Ship Sister. Yes. And the setting is past L-I-M-S-T. Oh, love is a many splendid thing, yes. Well, well done. I wasn't even there yet. I would have totally not gotten that if you hadn't just said the title of last week's episode. There we go. <laughs> See, that's the problem. I don't listen to myself. <laughs> At least I do listen to you. So that's <laughs> Thank you. At least somebody does. Yes. The rating, not more than PG, probably GR. Okay. And the author's note, they discovered fanfic during the Great Drought. Mm-hmm. Drought. I don't know what that was. Uh, I just want to thank... Probably a gap between seasons, I suppose. I mean, one of our great hiatuses. Oh, yeah. Oh, one of the of the, of the the late hiatus. Um I want to thank the wonderful writers out there who got them through, expanded their vision of Farscape, and inspired them to try their hand at fan fiction themselves. To name a few, okay, and then there's Sarah, Waite, Shay, Isis, Annalise, Mayan, Hazelwatt, Aaron Crichton, Ships, Cat, uh, sorry, Ships, Cat, presumably, not the other word that I said, Tanamir, Tai, Imloka, Crystal Moon, Orchidactus, Orchid, Cactus. Wow. I wonder if this is a rogues gallery. We should look into some of these. Yeah. Uh, so, so here it is, my first post to this board and my first fanfic. It hasn't been better or anything because I wanted to post it before Canon overtook it in episode five. I figured there wasn't much time to seek out a better reader and actually make it good. I have, however, tried to make it at least readable. Okay. Disclaimer. Like everyone else who does this, I have no ownership, etc., etc. Yes. Oh, oh, there are thoughts. There's a stylistic... Uh, oh, choice. They're yes. using the asterisk to describe thoughts. Now, how are we going to do that? Mm. In the David Lynch film, Dune, yeah. thoughts were 
portrayed by having a character's sort of lips sealed and then whispering being heard over the... You could hear them thinking. I think that's going to be very hard Is this going to be possible? Probably not a very good way of doing this. What's (laughs) anti-ASMR? Okay, well... (laughs) Okay, let's try this. I was going to say we can hold up finger quotes, but that's not going to help for our listeners. And you have an air horn or something, you know, well, air horn to indicate... What is, what is it with you in air horns? Look, it's an audio <laughs> medium. There's only a certain amount of drama that you can manage that doesn't involve the voice. True. And the pinnacle of that is the air horn, but I don't uh, have one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can go get my thunder whistle, but that's very loud. Is that a sex thing? No. Are you sure? <laughs> well, it might be for some people, mm. but no, it's one of those artillery whistles. Oh, wow. Those very, those very loud corkball whistles. Yikes. It's useful sometimes. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, okay. Let's so let's, let's give it a shot this. and see how. Yeah, you'll hear us. You'll hear us do the thoughts. So coming home by ship, sister. She had hailed the ship about a quarter hour ago, asking permission to dock. Pilot and Moya happily granted it and expected her within the next half an hour. Dargo had come to his quarters to tell him and watched carefully, sadly as the mask slipped over his friend's feature on hearing the news. Are you coming to the docking bay with us to greet her? No, no, this is probably Darko. Are you coming to the docking bay with us to greet her? John looked up for the first time then, remembering a previous mad dash to get ready for her return. (gasps) The anticipation almost too much to bear. Well, it was too much to bear now. He wouldn't try to make himself look good for her. He wouldn't stand in the docking bay with a ridiculous grin on his face. Wouldn't feel his heart twist when she looked through him again. No, if she wanted to see him, talk to him, she could come looking for him this time. No, Dee, I think I'll just stay here. If she asks, you can tell her where to find me. If she doesn't ask, well... Yeah, it, he's employing the teenage boy strategy. Right. Or yeah. the teenager in general strategy. <laughs> and it's not going to turn out great for you. You're just going to fret even worse. Generally doesn't, no. His voice trailed off. He shrugged his shoulders. He was too afraid to care. Yeah, no kidding. To imagine what he would do if she was still disinterested, cold. Cold, cold air. He thought to himself. See, it's not so bad. As Dargo turned to go, John realized that in being so focused on Aaron, he'd almost forgotten what had become an even greater obsession for him over the past moments. Dargo? Yes, John? Calm me and let me know if she's alone, what she looks like. Yes, this is what all teenagers go through, that they sort of decide, I'm not going to talk to them at all, and then they can... Get your friend to talk to them, yes. Yes, and then just demand more and more from your friends. It (laughs) It is not great to be friends with such a person going through this. Dargo stared for a moment, but didn't ask any questions. He knew John had his reasons, even if they were as hard to fathom as ever. And he was asking so little, yeah, for now. As you wish, John. Is there anything you do not wish me to tell her? Now it was John's turn to stare. He thought for a micro, then decided. "Mm, Tell her that if she has any questions, she should ask me. He wasn't going to let her off the hook by letting Dargo fill her, fill in all the blank spaces. She would have to deal with him. Oh. John waited restlessly in his quarters for the calm from Dargo. His room was beginning to feel more and more like the cell it once was. He thought of going to Pilot's Den just to have something to do while he waited, then decided against it. That was one place he was sure she would go, and he did not want to just run into her. He wanted, needed her to come to him. <sighs> After the half hour had passed, he calmed Pilot. Pilot, has she docked yet? Just now, Commander. Her prowler is just coming to a stop. Thanks, Pilot. Certainly, Commander. Would you like me to notify you once she leaves the docking bay? Uh, no, Pilot, but thanks. Okay, John, he thought to himself. Get a grip. 
You cannot sit here waiting for something that's probably not going to happen. Find something to do. This sounds like the lunatic ravings of a murderer. I'm not going to keep doing it. (laughs) He looked around his quarters, then pulled out his notebook. Gazing out through the porthole, he began to map the stars. After her prowler came to a rest, Aaron sat, taking deep breaths, trying to slow her racing heart. She was excited to be back on Moya. Back home, she thought, (laughs) and could hardly wait to see Pilot and Dargo again. She even had some goodwill reserved for Chana and Rigel, enough to be curious about what they'd done during her absence. But despite her happiness at reuniting with the crew, her heart was pounding. Not for them, but because of the unsolicited information Pilot had shared with her when she first calmed him. After telling her who was aboard, he said everyone would be happy and relieved to have her back. Everyone? she had whispered, and was startled when Pilot replied. Yes, Aaron, everyone. Would Not he... Officer Sun, I noticed. Yeah. Mm. Would he really be happy to see her? He was in such pain when she left. They both were. But she had never seen him like that before, except the time on the Royal Planet, over a cycle and a half ago. But somehow, this had seemed much, much worse to her. The look on his face, that tone in his voice, despair, anger, resignation, hopelessness. Yeah, that hangar scene was good, wasn't it? Yeah. She closed her eyes, remembering, trying to will away the tears that were always close whenever she remembered their parting. She had tried to explain to him why she had to go, why she had no choice, why he could not come with her. But she knew he did not understand. Could not, really. Just as she would never, could never really understand why the John she had cherished so much was gone. Yes, she knew the Scarrans had to be stopped. Yes, she knew the wormhole knowledge had to be safeguarded and kept from them. Yes, she knew that he had no choice and that he'd done as best as he could. But knowing all of that, still in the centre of her being, where the pain caught her off guard, twisted within her, Whenever a random thought or scent would resurrect a stray memory of their happiness or his death, still she could not understand why. And she sensed it would be the same for him. In his mind, he would understand her pain, her need to be away, that she did love him. But in his heart, even from across the uncharted territory, she could almost touch his sense of rejection, of abandonment. After all, wasn't that what she had felt about the others dying? She opened her eyes. Enough. Enough thinking, enough crying, she was here. She had made the choice to find them to come back, to try to, what, begin again with him? Or was that too much to hope for? Enough. She released the prowler canopy and jumped out, smiling at the enthusiastic and happy greetings from her crewmates. After greeting them in turn, she looked around, a question in her eyes. Dargo saw the look, hesitated then. He said if you wanted to see him, he'd be in his quarters. Sure enough. She thought, I'm trying something else that doesn't sound like the deranged ramblings of a murderer, but now it sounds like the person who is about to be murdered. Strangled, yes. Yeah, let's see what else I can do. I can stick a finger in my mouth. Fair enough, she thought. It's the least bad thing so far. She remembered her return from Talon, too. She nodded. Thank you, Dargo. Are my quarters as they were? As far as I know, nothing changed much while we were away. Nothing? Everything. Crichton won't come to greet me. This is going to be every bit as hard as I thought it would be. Yeah, no kidding, like Aaron. finger in your mouth. Yeah, it isn't. I'm going to put my things away and take my finger out of my mouth. Can we all... Oh, no, she's talking now. Yes. I'm going to put my things away. Can we all meet later in the centre chamber? I have much to tell you. In about an arm? All three were speechless. Aaron wanted to talk? 
too good to pass up. <laughs> I agreed and parted. <laughs> oh, yeah, this will be great. Wow. Rinse the popcorn. Like, who are you and what have you done with Aaron? <laughs> Maybe she's been replaced with a robot. Yeah. Aaron stood in the middle of her quarters, slowly turning around, a smile brightening her face, lifting her mood. Home, she thought. I really am home. It's really felt. What more do you do? What's what's I'm, the thing? I don't know. I'm just trying to talk out of the corner of my mouth. I suppose it's like you're trying to talk without moving your lips. I'm trying to talk without move, keeping my lips pressed together in the center, and just talking out of the corners, which is kind of like not really working. But yeah. I mean, it sounds. I wasn't going to say fine, but it's you know okay. But when you do it with the Aaron voice as well, it sounds like a parody of Celine Dion. <laughs> A very unkind penalty. <laughs> wow. Okay, now, now I lost my place. Uh, let's see. He said, I really am home. Oh, that's it. This felt more like home than the command carrier ever had, she realized. Wow. She thought of the command carrier as home because it was all that she'd ever known. But Moya was home because she knew there would always be a place for her here. It was here that she had really, truly become herself. And of course, he was here. Her smile slowly faded. She stopped turning. She stopped turning. Has she been turning around this yes, whole time? Yes, she started. That, that, that's how the... Uh, <laughs> yes, she's been slowly turning around, so she's just quietly spinning. It's kind of like standing in a T-pose in the middle of a room, quietly <laughs> yes, turning spinning around. <laughs> like she's, a, she's a very low-energy dervish. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a deep breath. Whoa. Resolve replacing contentment. All right, soldier. It's time to do this. To face him. To find out. As Erin slowly but determinately made her way to John's quarters, she calmed Pilot. Pilot, how long since I've left the others after in the docking bay? About half an hour, Erin. Ah, this should be Officer Sun. Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this Just as she had suspected, she had taken longer than planned in her quarters. The more she thought about it, the more she realised that talking with John might take longer also. If things went poorly, she wouldn't be up talking with she wouldn't be up to talking with the others. If things went as went well. Pilot, could you let them know that I won't be able to make it tonight after all, and that I'll talk with them at the evening meal tomorrow? That should leave plenty of time, no matter what happened. Certainly, Aaron. Moya and I hope everything goes as you desire it. Rye smile. Thank you, Pilot, she whispered. Me too. Her steps slowed even more the closer she got to John's quarters. She couldn't begin to describe what she was feeling. Fear, hope, trepidation, exhilaration, every feeling in conflict with another. Simultaneously. Ooh, sorry, weird line break there. Yeah. She wanted desperately to shut them all down, to not feel anything, but she, know, she, yeah, but she knew that she was the only thing she could not do. If she had any hope of anything between them, she knew he needed to see all the emotions at war within her, to touch her turmoil, or he'd never be, leave any of the things she had to say to him. She owed him that much. Wow. That's... That's wow. a half, half a thesaurus, like... Sp- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, I'm loving the imagery here. He had managed to lose himself in his star charts and was actually startled when Dargo calmed him. He hesitated for a microt, then answered. You wanted to know about... <clears throat> Sorry, let's talk. Yeah. You wanted to know about Erin? Yeah. Well, she's alone. She looks well. No different? Well, no, John. A little tired from her journey. Maybe a little thinner. Thinner? But basically the same Erin, except... Except... <laughs> John held his breath. Well, she was happy to see us, even she and Rigel, and she showed it. She even said she wanted to talk to us later. We all thought that was kind of odd, but, well, she was smiling, so who are we to question? Did she say anything about... <laughs> she... I told her you were in her quarters, that she was almost half an hour ago. She said she was going to put her things away. That's it. Except for meeting us later to talk. 
Okay, thanks, big fella. Appreciate the info. Uh, of course, John. Let me know if I can, well, do anything. <laughs> I expected John to, to sort of go, well, thanks for the offer, but Dargo, I'm with Aaron now. Yeah. So this best man thing is... <laughs> you got it. He turned back to his notebook, but had lost all ability to concentrate. She should be here soon if she's coming. God, this is just as bad as if I had gone to the dock and bay. Oh, yeah, I can just make him even older. Let's just try that. Instead of, like, doing something funny when they're thinking, mm. we're just going to age them up, say, about 40 or 50 years. Oh, okay. Could I be any more pathetic? Well, at least your view of me wasn't standing there <laughs> grinning like a frilling idiot. No, I'm just sitting here like a asterisk. <laughs> I think that's the end of the thought bubble. I'm just not nailing it today. Then he heard her quiet footsteps slowly coming down the passageway, heard her hesitate, then come again, slower still. He closed his eyes, willing himself to stay seated, not to turn, terrified of what he would do or say once he saw her again. She looks the same. She's alone. Willing himself not to jump to conclusions, to give her time to explain, to trust her not to have done anything that he would not be able to forgive. He heard her stop at the door. Deep intake of breath. <laughs> hey, she said softly. He couldn't help but smile. Hey, he replied. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> a small smile pulled at the corners of her mouth. Hey, she repeated, completing the ritual he had created almost three cycles ago in one of his early attempts to get her to open up. His smile broadened in spite of his fear, and he turned to the door and it's kept turning and turning. turning. They <laughs> both just turned around to just try something. You spin me right round, baby, right round, <laughs> like, like a record, baby, baby right round, round, round. round. <laughs> Which for certain, certain sort of internet growing up people in the 90s has a, 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 a certain different cultural connotations yes. that we don't need to get into. His breath caught in his throat at the sight of her, so much more beautiful than his memory of her. No longer wearing the peacekeeper braid, her hair was in a ponytail, swinging freely. He wondered if that meant anything, hoped it did, and said only, Come on. She palmed open the door, walked slowly into the room. She could not take her eyes off him, eyes bluer than she would have thought possible, lips full, soft, hands. She forced herself to look away. Control. Mm. She had to stay in control. Mm. She could not cross the room and take him in her arms and control. Mm. She breathed deeply again. Control. You must learn control. <laughs> Where's that from again? Is that Quato? Yoda. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, he watched, almost not believing, as her emotions played across her face. Fear, desire, joy, pain, resolve, love. He's with the thesaurus again. He was <laughs> afraid of that. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> okay, yes. He was afraid to think that. Yet, as he thought, he saw it. It was all he could do not to cross the room and take her in his arms. But then he remembered. She was alone, and she did look thinner. She, she saw the warmth and the joy that was in his eyes, replaced by something else, an iciness that sent its chill across the room. She shivered. But it was what she expected, what she had known she would have to overcome. She had meant to start with some small pleasantry. He had told her once that humans like to start serious conversations with lighter topics. Small talk, she remembered. But the coldness that had overtaken him blocked all but the essentials from her mind. We, I thought it would be good if we talked. Do you have time now to talk? I have time to listen. Okay, she thought. At least that's a start. Would you like to talk here or elsewhere? 
Yeah, it was fine. He didn't think he could move if he had to. He felt frozen to the spot, like his legs would snap off if he tried to move. The chill was just beginning to settle in her bones. I just wanted to apologize, uh, to explain. When I left before, it wasn't because I didn't want to be with you. I just couldn't then. I needed to be away, to have time to accept his death. If I could have done it with you, I would have. But seeing you then, it just made it harder to let him go. She felt like she was gasping for air. She didn't try to stop the tears when they came. She had to let him see that she would hold nothing back. But instead of the understanding she had hoped to see in his eyes, it seemed that the coldness only increased, and the throbbing at his temples told her that he was trying very hard to control his anger. She hesitated then, not sure how to continue. What had she said to anger him? John? All I'm trying to say is... He interrupted her then, barely able to keep from shouting. What did you do to... Where's the baby, Aaron? She stood, frozen, encased in the ice flowing from him. Mm. How did you... Who told you about... How did you know about the baby? Doesn't matter. Where's the baby, Aaron? This was not going the way she had planned. Not at all. But then, whatever did, especially when he was concerned. Yeah. Our child is safe, John. I would never let any harm come to her. Her? We have a daughter? Amazement? All? Yes, John. A gentle smile played across her face, and she thought she sensed the smallest thaw in the ice. Where is she? As I said, she's safe. She's with friends, far from any place the peacekeepers or scarons or any of our enemies would ever think to look for her. Why won't you tell me? Suspicion? Distrust? Softly. Because if you don't know, no one can make you tell. Understanding. Rebellion. But, Aaron, if I don't know and something that happens to you, how would I ever find her? Whispered. A plea. Frail. Why did she always <laughs> think she was indestructible? He was right, of course. He, sh- he should know. And not just because something might happen to her. He needed to know before he could accept. And even if she didn't want to admit it, he needed to know so that he could uncover her any flaw in her plan. Hmm. She thought it was foolproof, but it wouldn't hurt to have his insight also. That's awesome. That's really good. Well, All right. I suppose you are right. Our daughter is on Aquara, remember? Where you landed when you had your temper tantrum and Moya Starburst away. It's the planet of the purple, the purple pants people. people. Yay! <laughs> you recognized it? Yeah, yeah. Well done. Well, I kind of guesstimated that was going to be it because, like, you know, the name of the planet and the description of the temper tantrum and the starbursting away thing. So Very good. I kind of deducted that. It was the only place I could think of where we actually made friends. <laughs> wow! Fair. <laughs> yes, strongly so. I mean, they did make friends by sort of proving your idolatry to be sort of false. Was oh, it false? true. No, true. I mean, Rigel, in, fact, right, right, in fact, yeah, brought their uh, uh, prophecy and to... Elevated and... Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay. You just destabilized... I mean, the, the older alternative would have been to go to the look at the princess planet. I mean, that would probably have worked. Would it? Mm. Yes. Would it, though? I mean, there's a weird rock climbing guy there that she could have... I know, but... That planet is in the center of like political men. No, good point. No, good point. Yeah, no, that's like, yeah, right in the middle between Scarons and Peacekeepers. So, yeah, yeah, not a good choice for safety. So, instead, put them on an abandoned Hynerian colony with with only 
beautiful, beautiful people in mm. purple pants doing wonderful dances. Okay, okay, okay. So, but they did make friends there. And our enemies are unlikely to connect it to us. Yes. I went there before my condition was visible and stayed and gave birth there. I made sure no one could trace my movements, either going there or leaving to come here. I will have an acquired name. She will have an acquired name and be raised as one of them until it is safe for us to go and get her. Out of gratitude to you and Rigel, they have promised to hide her, to protect her as best they can if the need ever arises. They understand and are willing to accept the risks. Our child is safe, John. Once again, she had amazed him. Aquara, that's perfect, Aaron. The ice cracks enough for a smile to cross his face and bring real warmth to his voice. She smiled in return, surprised at the pleasure his praise brought her. Not a new feeling, just not one felt in a very long time. Did you name her? Quietly, but even knowing the pain the memory would cause, he winced at the sadness that settled on her face. But there was something else. Also, wistfulness? Longing? I did give her a sebation name, but I did not tell the acquirance what it is. I did not want there to be anything that identified her as sebation. She looked at him directly. I named her Jelena. Hmm. Oh, oh. The ice thawed completely then the warmth of his eyes washing away all the coldness that had surrounded her. He reached for her and held her close. He understood that they would both have been dead without the selfishness and courage of the tech. Uh, selflessness. Oh, sorry, selflessness, my bad. Yes, of course, uh, makes more sense. That there would have been no child if it wasn't for Jelena's sacrifice. That it was the least they could do to show their gratitude, to honour her. And it's also someone that they both know and, and, yeah. and sort of knew. and Like, there was there was respect between them and, like... I mean, I'm sure that there is a, a proud tradition of naming your children in, in honour of people who have died. Yeah, that right? seems reasonable. Yeah. Thank you, baby, he whispered in her ear, probably confusing her by calling her baby when they're talking about the baby. Yeah, well. Nah, they're probably past that. Yeah. Thank you. Her tears came then in earnest, and she thanked Azan's goddess for allowing her to be in his arms again. I love you, John. I never wanted to hurt you. Please, please forgive me for leaving you alone. But I had no choice. I want to be with you now. I need to be with you. I know that you're angry with me for how I treated you, for leaving you, for not telling you about the baby. But if you could just find a way to forgive me, if we could just start over, could we try? Her entreaty was interrupted as he kissed her. Oh, and he tried to pour all the longing and need he had felt since she left into the kiss to let her know that at this moment he would forgive her for anything because she came back to him, because she said, our child, because she trusted him enough to ask for forgiveness, to let him see how much she needed him. He broke the kiss, touched his forehead to hers, fought to calm his breath. I love you, Aaron. I do forgive you, but really, baby, there isn't anything to forgive. You did what you had to do. Yeah, I was angry, I was hurt, but I know you had to do it. And it wasn't about how you felt about me. And it really doesn't matter anyway, because you're here now. God, baby, you're here now. You came back. You came back to me. <laughs> <laughs> we should have just done the air horn. It know, would have right? been less disturbing. <laughs> Nearly there. <laughs> then he kissed her again, and his hand reached up to loosen her ponytail. <laughs> Letting her hair cascade around her shoulder. No, it's PG, come on. <laughs> Unrestrained. As she blissfully responded to his kiss, she knew there were still questions to answer about the child, their time apart, the days to come, who the f*** this old woman is. Right, yeah, granny. <laughs> that hasn't Cocaine shown fairy. Up yet, yes. 
But she knew he would wait for those answers. Now was the time for the two of them to celebrate her homecoming. She was glad she had postponed her talk with the others until the evening meal the next day. She intended to make sure that this phase of the celebration lasted at least until then. (laughs) Oh, right. Oh, this was wonderful. So thank you, ship sister, for that story. And, well, this was was ship sister's... Initial uh, fanfic? Yeah, I was going to... I mean, also... Their their sort of imagination of what the next episode was going yeah. to be like, or at least and their I'm, fanfic fantasy of what exactly. it was going to be like. Because I, I can't I, imagine that anybody would think that this would be like what it. What? Would. What? <laughs> After you know, a tearful reunion should be. You know, when characters are reunited after mm-hmm. being separated on the television program, the result should be that they immediately sort of resolve the gulf between them and can resume the happiness that they enjoyed before, right? Right, yes, especially on a show like Farscape. Exactly, especially which is when they're... not at all known for torturing its characters. What? I mean, they I say you should kill your darlings, but in this case, <laughs> it's more like it's subjecting them to the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, yeah, trapping them with, with heat delirium and, and whatever. Well, oh, gosh. I'm just, I'm just going to hold on to this image for a bit, and let's see if we can maybe find some, uh, some more of these fanfics. I kind of like this, right? Finding, actually, as I'm speaking, I'm realizing that sometimes we record fanfics a little bit in advance, so we definitely can't do this every episode. But I'll see, I'll see what Fair we can point. do. Okay, join us next week as we see what happens in the actual season four, episode five, promises, sunshine and roses. Yeah, exactly reuniting and oh they'll have a they'll have a beautiful baby and she'll know all these cool dances. I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. So far skate. No. Bye bye bye. Swai swai. She gives No, not that one. Oh. She gives you Wow. Well there was definitely some of that at the end of this episode this fanfic. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye bye.